previously on the Twistcast. I have no idea. What did we do on the Twistcast last time? Oh wait, I was on that. Yes, I was you, on were. The you were. You we were. Just, we just did it. We, we just, just did, did it. it. We talked okay. about Black Adam and Black Panther. Black Wakanda Panther forever. Yeah. And yeah. and Dust Dunstan checks in. We did okay. talk about Dunstan. We did <laughs> actually. What is happening to this that. show? <laughs> Sam came back. That's what's happening to the show. I mean, it was never really a high class operation. No, but it just. But I think we were able to like get some credibility while he was gone, and what he smashed it in one episode. We, yeah, I mean, we made we started bringing guests on. We made connections <laughs> with people. All gone now that Sam's back. Oh yeah, that's that's over. Or that's over. Enhanced. No gods. <laughs> Enhance. Enhance. I'm happy you caught it. Thank you. I'm just happy somebody got it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, I guess we're doing a little something different, like we promised in the last episode of Twistcast. Right, boys? How are we feeling about the uh, the new format so far? And never say we don't keep our promises. That's right. Eventually, yeah. even though oftentimes <laughs> do forget to do that. Event- eventually. <laughs> Jess, eventually. Eventually, yeah. A lot, yeah. A lot of definitely possibilies here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. Uh, so, so, uh, yeah, so uh, in case you're new, welcome to the Twist Cast. My name is Sam. I'm Mike. I'm Jesse. All right, so uh, we're, we're trying out a new format here. Um, one of the first things we're going to do is do a character breakdown on the subject I'm going to call him the subject of the movie that we're going to talk about directly after. Yes. Uh, so, Jess, why don't you take it away? Sure. We're going to be giving you a quick little rundown on the character Kang. And, oh, Lord, this is just like the tip of the iceberg. So, <laughs> buckle in. So, Nathaniel Richards, better known as Kang or Kang the Conqueror, is an interdimensional time-traveling being. There are many, many, many different iterations of Kang, but the prime Kang was that of Earth 6311. Kang was born in the 30th century in a world that had never entered the Dark Ages and reached new levels of technological advancement and warfare. After the world was brought to peace by the time-traveling Nathaniel Richards of Earth 616, Kang eventually grew bored of peace and traveled and dimension-hopped to ancient Egypt of Earth 616, ruling the Egyptians as Pharaoh. Eventually, thanks to more time-traveling shenanigans, Kang ends up in the modern era Earth 616, where he began to clash with the Avengers. In an attempt to return to the 30th century, Kang ended up overshooting the mark and landing in the 40th century, where he finally earned the name Conqueror and started taking over the galaxy. Still angry over his defeat by the modern-day heroes, Kang vowed to return to the 20th or 21st century and conquer the world. And that is the briefest of synopses. <laughs> Kang does not possess any typical superpowers. He does possess, however, a superior level intellect. Kang easily outpaces even the brightest minds of the Marvel Universe, having mastered robotics and time travel. In addition, Kang is a brilliant tactician, in part due to having the combined knowledge of his interdimensional counterparts, making him formidable foe what kang lacks in innate abilities he far more than makes up with his battle armor this armor made of a 40th century alloy grants kang enhanced strength advanced weaponry a built-in force field and is the source of his ability to time travel and dimension hop 
if you're looking to dive into some stories with Kang, then oh boy are you in luck, because since his introduction in 1964, he's appeared in several large stories. Kang, or at least a variant of the Prime Kang, appears in Secret Wars, where he's pulled in onto the battle world and must fight alongside other villains to kill their adversaries to gain his freedom. If you want a more Kang-focused read, then definitely check out Avengers Kang Dynasty, which centers around Kang finally making it back to the modern era and conquering Earth, and will serve as the inspiration for the upcoming Avengers movie of the same name. For a bit more nuanced take on the character, check out Avengers Forever from 1998 to 1999, where Kang helps a group of time-displaced Avengers fight against another variant of himself, Immortus, and struggle against his destiny. Uh, I will talk more about Immortus later as we work yes. through uh, some of this movie stuff. But that's that's Kang in a nutshell. In the briefest of nutshells, I, I was reading through everything today, putting that together. And oh, Lord, my brain hurt. There so, was so much. I do want to ask about about <laughs> Kang real quick before we get into movie stuff. Like, did you have you guys like seen like red stuff with Kang before or just seen photos or whatever? I had read secret wars at one point and once i had read that again in the wiki i'm like oh yeah he wasn't that right and that i think it was all my exposure of him okay and before we go forward i just want to thank our sponsor kang tang uh kang tang start your day with a healthy glass of kang tang you can find it in your Just giant supermarkets and acme Mm, it's delicious (laughs) whether you're hopping dimensions or just trying to get through the morning Start a day with a healthy glass of Kang Tang. All yes. right, back to the show. Uh, so, so have you have you read stuff with uh, with, with Kang or, or seen photos of Kang uh, before you got I, into, I, to this this movie? Seen photos. All right. So, what do you guys think about that design? The design of Kang, just as a comic book character, it's a little goofy. <laughs> it looks like it looks like they stuck like a Cabbage Patch Kid like inside of a <laughs> inside of a helmet. I love his design because it looks so silly. And if somebody walked up to you dressed like that and was like, yeah. I'm a time traveler and also I've conquered dimensions, you'd go, oh, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> the, the purple suit, the blue face shield. And, right. Yeah, it, it's a bit out there. You'd be like, nah. It's a bit of its time and it never evolved. I'm happy it never evolved because it's it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, I mean, some of those designs from the 60s, like they don't they just don't need to change because they are incredible and they make me feel happy and warm inside. Okay, if you've never listened to the Twistcast before and uh, you've listened to us talk about a movie or a show or whatever, we usually start with an IMDb synopsis. Yeah, just because sometimes they're great, sometimes they're awful, and sometimes they're just like just accurate enough. So uh, we're gonna go there. <laughs> Scott it Lang works. and Hope. Vin- <laughs> What'd you say? It works. It does. Oh, uh, and I guess we never actually said the name of the movie. This is for Ant Man Quantumania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. It, it Just man. It's gonna be in the title. <laughs> Sorry, it's gonna be in the title. Yeah, they're man, manic, manic about the quantum's. Yeah, but that's, you, that's what this you is. can't expect people to read here. They just, they just click on things. They just see, they just see up oh, to escape. Got a new episode. I'm just gonna listen. Thank you for subscribing, smashing that subscribe button. Uh, listening is every, every time. Every time, we appreciate it. Anyway, uh, yes. okay. 
Synopsis, here we go. Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne, along with Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne, explore the quantum realm, where they interact with strange creatures and embark on an adventure that goes beyond the limits of what they thought was possible. So you know what I love about the synopsis? What? It doesn't mention Cassie. It doesn't mention Cassie. <laughs> because it's like, who cares about the kids? <laughs> it's like, she was a central part of the movie. It's just, nope, nope. It's nope. just Scott, Hope, It doesn't Hank mention Kang Janet. either. Nope. <laughs> just, nope. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. You're stupid. You don't, uh, you don't belong. Not essential to the plot of the movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. So uh, before we start talking about the movie, I want to tell you guys about my experience uh, oh, watching God. the movie. Uh, we did not see it together. We did not see it together. No. Um, you know, there's just a lot going on in all, all of our personal lives. So we opted to see it separately. I saw it uh, opening night at a movie tavern. Okay. Okay. And Tanker Glass? <clears throat> no, no, no. I wasn't drinking. Uh, I was driving okay. by, by myself. I didn't want to drink and drive. But yeah, I, did, yeah. I did have some uh, buffalo wings with some honey hot sauce. And they were mm. uh, a nice item. Mm. Real nice item. Anyway. And a nice tall glass of Kang Tang, everybody. <laughs> Once again, thanks to our sponsor, Kang Tang. You can get it at our, your local giant or Acme supermarket. Start your day with a healthy glass of Kang Tang. I had a 40-ounce Kang Tang that, that night. It was, <laughs> I, I, was, I was ready to conquer the day, as it were. Uh, <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so I, my experience, uh, so I'm sitting, first of all, I got, tickets way later than i originally was going to and then i had to sit end up sitting like down towards the front of the screen which kind of sucked but uh i got sat next to another african-american couple and Mm -hmm. the guy did the thing the entire movie and i know some (laughs) people find that irritating but uh it was one of the most joyous experiences of my life because this guy's like oh man that thing is ugly as shit <laughs> or or oh she's strong as fuck and i was just like yes yes she is she is she's jacked thank you sir <laughs> like it was just and his girlfriend at one or wife or whatever i don't know was like there's a nice man sitting right over there next to you can you please be quiet and i was sitting there like don't ever stop this is (laughs) this is making this movie for me i'm i'm having the most fun i've had in a good long time (laughs) so uh i mean just top to bottom uh just a joyous joyous experience uh i'm hoping nothing crazy happened at either of your either of your viewings Um, oh no i got a private showing oh nice (laughs) It was my friend's oh, birthday. It was my friend's birthday. They rented out a theater for him. So Ooh. I was like, oh, sure. Nice. Why not? That's that's pretty rad. I yeah. like that's that's gotta be really fun. It was. Uh it sounds um, like my Morbius experience because there was nobody in that theater either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My I, I went on a Monday afternoon and uh mm. I, I don't know. It was I went to an IMAX and there was a decent amount of people there uh, you went on um, holiday monday though, oh, right? so it was a holiday monday though yes yeah yes that's that's true um but still uh you know good good amount of people there and uh yeah the the crowd was pretty good uh they were laughing at like all the jokes and just like i don't know everybody had like a really good sense of humor about it which i appreciate because right. oftentimes i'm laughing at 
some silly things that no one else is laughing at. <laughs> no, and, not uh, you. You don't laugh at silly <laughs> no, things. No, never. Never, ever me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was a good crowd. I, I really enjoyed watching it. Yeah, so um, before we drink the ooze and really get into this thing. Uh, and I count just, our holes. <laughs> count our holes. He has seven. Uh, I want to make sure that we are clear moving forward that we are going to dive heavy into spoilers here. Um, mm. So if you haven't seen the movie and just you, you want to remain spoil- unspoiled, uh, you just, you know, just be watch that drench first you. and then hey, come back. Yeah. We're going to drench you. <laughs> we're, you're going to get real drenched. Right, real so- drenched in the spoils. <laughs> Let's do this based so on drenched. character. Uh, so let's talk about Ant-Man and uh, Scott Lang's journey through the movie. Uh, how did you guys feel about Paul Rudd's performance? How did you feel about what happened to Scott throughout the course of the movie? Sam, oh, Paul Rudd's. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, so we're talking about Paul Rudd's performance in the movie? Just, just, yeah, just the every, everything had to do yeah. specifically with Ant-Man. Mm, okay. <sighs> I thought it was actually a pretty refreshing thing because they showed Scott Lang being kind of like, not pompous, but, you know, writes a book about saving the world and then like keeps kind of like bringing it up. And I love the fact though. So that like happens for like the first 15 minutes, you know, you see, okay, like this is kind of where Scott's at right now. And, you know, he's still like, he's not like a dick or anything, but he's just not being like as, as humble, I guess, as, as you could. And he's really kind of like hamming it up, you know, doing like the book readings. And, um, then he just gets dropped like a few times right after that, you know, Cassie just like lays it on like, yeah, but like, what have you done recently? You know, and you're like, oh shit, okay. Well, they're not holding back. Um, so then the yeah, you know, the tables get turned, and then it pretty much goes from like zero to ten. I mean, they just get sucked right in and go from right right there. But it was it was really, I I think um, it was a good slap in the beginning to have it be like kind of like a different take on what a person would be like if they went through something like that and then even still when they're put into this situation where it's like okay go and do your thing like you are your ant man like help these people you you know we're so used to any scenario these like heroes are thrown into it's like no second thoughts these people need help doesn't matter if i've been to this planet whatever we're going to help these people but not with him you know, he like, he's like, no, this is not our fight. Let's get out of here and uh, not think about it pretty much. Or like, <laughs> you know, well, get, get some other help. So I was like, oh, damn. All right. Well, he, I guess you could do that. But he's still very much got the thief mentality where he's just like, I just need to look out for myself and don't get caught up in the shit that I not, yeah. don't need to be involved in. Well, see, that's where I kind of disagree, because I felt like he was driven by protecting his daughter for the majority of the movie, right? And he was like, like, I thought, like, mostly about that as a dad, and I was like, in this situation, there's nothing more important than protecting your kid and getting your kid out of this situation. Yeah, these, these people need help, but like, like, 
item number one and everything else isn't even close is protecting your kid. So it's like, all about family. Right. It's all about family. Uh, <laughs> Vin Diesel drives up in the car. <laughs> Get in. Uh, no, it's just like, I think, I think that was his, his primary objective. And I think that that showed all the way through the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, that was really consistent. And especially like, I mean, that, that was the key for pretty, for pretty much like any pivotal moment where shit could have gone, where shit did go sideways and it could have just stopped right there. Like the deciding factor was family, like got to do it for Cassie, you know, even if there was a million of him, (laughs) you know, that was the deciding factor for if it was going to work out or not. So, yeah. A million of him. Plus one Bassing Robbins employee. That's I laugh so I laugh so hard when <laughs> you just see that that one that one arm reach down with nothing on it. You're like, no, no nope. way. It's the Baskin Robbins. <laughs> but and the, Did that they have was the wrong the one... name tag still. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and you know what? That was the one joke that like nobody in the theater was laughing at and i was like what how do you not find this hilarious i, I didn't i didn't understand it because I, I was cracking up but no one no one else was laughing like all right well that's that i guess i mean it doesn't really make sense in context though because like they were stuck in a probability field why would there be a baskin robin scott laying down in their <laughs> to begin with so it makes no sense if you think about it, it which i can say about this it. movie in general <laughs> <laughs> got weird um okay uh let's talk any, anybody want to say anything else about about scott actually i did want to say one thing like uh, one of my favorite parts of the movie is where he goes like super giant and mm. he's like king where's my daughter and i was like yes oh, you you got angry dad and angry dad is always terrifying. So I was, I like, I, I certainly appreciated that uh, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, man. I got, I got goosebumps when, yeah. when he was going full rage. I was like, Oh yeah, this is it, man. He's he, like he, pumping things. He's walking. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was great. So can we quit quickly talk about the wasp, the wasp? <laughs> so she was, I feel like she was the only one that kind of had her head on straight for most of the movie. <laughs> like she was the only one that was just like, okay, so we need to do this, like focus and do this, just shut up and do this now. And I don't know. I, I feel like she was important to the movie, but she also wasn't really there. I don't know. That was my, that was my, my criticism there is like for being a literal co-headliner for the movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp, she is barely in the movie. Like, I understand there was a whole bunch of stuff around uh, Evangeline Lilly and whatever. I don't, I don't you know, it's uncomfortable, but whatever. Feel how you feel. But she's, like, not really, like, the, the movie's anchored by three people. And she's not one of them, <laughs> in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, she was She was really, like, a backseat. And she she didn't even have it, like that much dialogue like right. the, the parts that she was in it was just like a few lines here or there 
it would cut to her pretty often, but it was almost like she was an observer of everything going on. And that was, and, and that, and that was really it. Like she would throw some, some questions in here and there, but that was about it. When she showed up in the final fight, I was like, Oh, I forgot you were in this movie completely. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, Oh, all right. Well then I guess we move forward. (laughs) Suppose. All right. Yeah, I yeah, just, that, that was odd. That was odd. Uh, I did. I didn't think anything crazy. Same thing with Hank. Hank was barely She's in kind the of movie. There. Yeah, until he shows up with giant uh, socialist, uh, super technologically advanced. Ants. I did really like this. The super intelligent ants. They that were was, pretty freaking rad. That was pretty funny. <laughs> like uh, that was the one thing I'm just like. What I I would not have expected this, but I mean it is Ant Man, so I guess I kind of had to expect it. But like, what? <laughs> yeah, I knew once they fell into the quantum realm, they had to play some kind of part later in the movie. But I didn't yes, expect check off sand. that. <laughs> yeah, check- <laughs> it's good. It's good. Yeah, I, mean, I one thing about the movie there was definitely like a lot of call and response to to foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a thing about like well, and I guess it didn't even really make sense the way they rolled it out, but you know, with Cassie and her suit, she mentioned it, she has a suit and then uh um then Paul Rudd's like sur- surprised by it. It's like what well, she said she had a suit and then when they're in the quantum realm, uh somebody asks like are there ants in the quantum realm? And he's like, no, there's no ants in the quantum realm. And then there's ants in the quantum realm. Um, There was just like, I know there were a handful of others, but it was just pretty like ham fisted. Right. (laughs) The, the, the kind of things they did in that sense throughout the movie. So, and I, I don't know, it didn't detract for me, but I was like, whenever there would be one of those one liners, like, that would kind of throw everybody off in the movie. I'd, I'd just think, okay, well, that's going to be a thing. Yeah. Like that, that was, that was pretty obvious. Um, uh, so, oh, anyway. Uh, so what do you guys think about Janet in this movie? It was nice to get more of her since she was barely in the last one. She was kind of there at the end. Right. I felt like, and I get why she was throughout the entire movie. Just like, we need to get the fuck out of here. Like I get why, but, that was like pretty much the only thing she said the entire goddamn movie. And it got a little annoying after a while. Like, yeah, I get it. You need to get out of here. I get it. But you can't at the moment. So what are you going to do to solve the problem otherwise? Uh, yeah. So I'm, I kind of agree there as well, right? Like I love a good mystery and figuring it out when some, when like there's a situation that makes one character real paranoid, like, yo, we cannot be here. Like, this is not good. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm cool with that. But what I hate in movies is the, I'm not telling you something so I can protect you that trope. And, and they just kind of kept repeating it until they actually laid all the cards on the table. And I thought the, the length of time between the first, I'm not telling you so I can protect you. We need to go. And the actual explanation was too long. Like th- that scene played itself out like four different times, and I was like, "We don't need to do this." Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I remember sitting in the theater, being like, 
Are we finally going to get the explanation who Kang is? Are we finally right. now going to see who this is? Because like we all know who it is, but like just tell us how you're shaping this now. Uh, I just didn't didn't exactly buy the story. Like, there's how how did she not know that they were working on this, you know, quantum device? She's got thirty years of shit to catch up on. Okay, okay. If not more, if not more. I thought I thought she was involved. I thought Scott was the only one that wasn't. And I think that was the thing I thought of in the movie. Also, it was like she was involved in this. Like she was helping them do something. She may not know like the specifics, but she was helping them do something with the quantum realm. Yeah, I mean, because Paul Rudd was like looking around at everybody, and then even yeah, Janet was like, like, oh no, no, because Hank, Hank was like, I should have told you. Hank was like, I should have told you what we were building. I'm sorry we didn't. I th- I think she but didn't her know reaction the specifics. at the table, though. Yeah, I don't think she knew the specifics about what they were doing. Yeah. I think she just knew it was Quantum Realm related. I don't even know she knew that much. I knew they were building something for like a project that Cassie was working on. I think that was the extent okay. of, of her knowledge. Because when she's like, whoa, 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 we're doing what to, with the Quantum Realm? And once, once she found that out, it was like, oh, no, we got to shut this thing off. And then freaked out. And then, you know. Yeah, but that doesn't make it doesn't make sense because it, it seems like anything related to the quantum realm she wants nothing to do with. So, like, why wouldn't red flags have gone off like the first time she heard something? Well, see, that's the thing. I thought the first time she'd heard it was in that room around the table where they all get sucked in. Yeah, it all just seems very inconsistent. Uh, I'm, I don't disagree with you, but you know, it is what it is. Outside of that, I thought actually I liked a lot of what Michelle Pfeiffer did in the movie. Um, you know, after she got past even around some of that other stuff, like the stuff with Bill Murray, who, um, I, I, well, I'll talk about that in a little while. Um, but like, like that stuff, and then the actual scenes with Kang. Um, Later on, I thought her performance was actually pretty good. Um, oh yeah, you know, I just felt like it was it, it was decent um, compared to you know some other people who are like barely in the fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. So quickly talk about Cassie, who is kind of a flashpoint for this entire movie. Um, Cassie is a young Avenger who goes by stature in the comic books. Um, Scott is also not alive in the comic books, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, well not alive for a very long time. Um, so she's kind of the reason that we're here. Cause she builds, uh, something that sends a signal down into the quantum realm. Cause she wants to map it out. They all get sucked in. And then Cassie gets ca- captured by Kang and Kang uses hers as pressure basically to make Ant-Man try and do a thing that try to pull a job. One last heist. Also another <laughs> trope that's just like it's like I once I saw it on Rick and Morty, I was like, ah, I'm out. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. I can't watch any more of these without thinking, you son of a bitch, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> um so what'd you guys think about Cassie? I know uh, uh Jess, you were talking about how she was kind of giving it to Scott. Or was that Sam? One of you was talking about how she's just kind of giving it to to Scott, like throughout, yeah, okay, Sam, um, and everybody can see on on the on the podcast. My hand has yeah. been raised. Yeah, yeah. Uh, audio format. You do a video cue. That's that's how yeah. That works. Uh, yeah, it's helpful. <laughs> Jesus. 
yeah, so you were talking about how she was giving it to to Scott real real bad as 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 a daughter, just laying into her dad for kind of being a do nothing bitch. Except that he's already done a ton. Like, <laughs> what have you done lately? I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Saving a universe kind of punches the card forever, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. She was she was uh she definitely had some sass. Right. Um. It it kind of seemed like, um. Especially when you find out how he didn't know she was like in jail or like got got arrested, you know, like I don't know what, like two other times. Um, he he just knew nothing about it. So I guess you could take all of her stuff coming from the lens that she didn't feel he was really involved in her life, um, and that being like the overarching thing. So you know. Maybe all all that other stuff is just it's just fluff, but yeah, um, and I, I get that because then also when they're in the quantum realm, there's that that telepath who's like, you know, she's disappointed in you, and then he's like, yeah, I I got I got that, mm-hmm. thanks, like I know. So I I feel like this this whole movie was really just like Scott Lang trying to like redeem himself <clears throat> for his uh, with his daughter. I don't because think it's he's... redemption. I think it's the point where or prove kid, himself. Your kid doesn't think you're cool anymore, and he's still trying to be cool to his daughter. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't think she. I mean, I guess at a point she does kind of see him as being a piece of shit for like not wanting to help the revolution and stuff. Uh, but you know. <laughs> You know, it's like it's like dad trying to learn the the, the newest TikTok dances and God. and be fun and cool, but he's not. Like, you're speaking from experience. No, because I don't do that shit. <laughs> I I stay in my lane, brother. <laughs> stay straight in my lane. I'll have some fun with my kids, but nah, no, never that, never that. My body's not meant to move like that. I don't know I, I like Cassie. I thought she was a fun addition to the cast. Um, it, her interactions with Modoc were a bit weird. Uh, I was going to talk about Modoc in a minute. Uh, go ahead. Don't be a dick. Never too late not to be a dick. <laughs> but I don't know. I liked her. All right, we'll see where she goes. Uh, yeah, so let's quickly talk about Modoc or Modoc, according to Scott Lang. Uh, <laughs> I knew Modoc was in the movie. And I just I knew, didn't. I knew that going in. Darren. People had people had suggested, Darren, are you there? <laughs> people suggested that it was Bill Murray who was going to be Modoc. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> and then when we see Darren Cross show up again and you're just like, oh, oh. <laughs> it, it, it I, I can't lie to you, I had the most fun. Uh, when Modoc was on screen, uh, for a couple of reasons, CGI was terrible. It, uh, okay, so <laughs> terrible. I don't know if this was what they meant to do, but every single time I saw him on screen, I was so uncomfortable. Right. Oh my I just, god. It just creeped me out every single time he was on screen. I'm like, I don't know what this is. I don't like this. Get it off the screen now. This is a full CGI character. And little baby arms. I just I just now noticed the baby arms. Uh, <laughs> so funny. Uh, yeah. So he's just like, uh, 
like the face just it was weird like the mask wasn't bad right no the, so the like, mask was fine when they first introduced modok i was first of all i didn't know he was in the movie so i i, I saw that I'm like is that modok and then they like closed in on him I'm like holy shit that's modok and then they took the face off I'm like oh god it's modok take it away <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah uh i mean he he provided a lot of levity uh, sam how did your crowd react to modok uh did they so, react? So. Okay. It was so it was so so. Um Yeah, especially with like the the more absurd comments or or dialogue. Uh this bull dumb as think... shit. It was what I heard. <laughs> so I'm telling you, like, it was so funny. It was it was hilarious and it was still like hit or miss with the crowd. Yeah. Um so yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know what was wrong with them. We should bring them in here. Ask them what the hell was wrong with them. So you want to know what also ruined Modoc for me for this movie? Uh, the show. Yes, <laughs> I'm not what? even lying. Like the fucking show. Every time I saw Modoc on screen, all I thought oh. of was Patton Oswald. Yes, <laughs> like this yes. is so dumb. Like that yep. was part of the reason why I, I really didn't like Modoc in the movie. <laughs> Dude, there there was a hot second when. Modoc first came on and started talking and I thought it was Patton Oswalt and my face was so angry. I was like, <laughs> no. And then it was only like five seconds or so before I realized like, no, that's ridiculous. They wouldn't do that. And then also no. it doesn't sound like Patton Oswalt, <laughs> but my brain wanted it to to I, be him, but not him at I the same time. I think my brain the entire time kept switching between Patton Oswalt and the actual guy <laughs> i wouldn't have minded his voice it's just i just needed a different performance if that if, if they were going to do that that's what i would have needed mm-hmm. i suppose is the way to say that yeah i still wouldn't have wanted it no <laughs> no uh would you did Sorry, you guys yeah. have a, a favorite revolutionary uh no <laughs> i thought that whole plot line was pretty dumb honestly like this entire movie kind of felt like a mix between ragnarok and what was the other movie I was thinking of earlier? It felt like a mix of a few different Marvel Marvel movies. I'm just like, but okay, yeah. sure. So I thought that whole subplot was kind of dumb. Like yeah. I get and it in the, the context of the movie, but oh. yeah. At the heart of it, it's really just Dunstan checks in too. Like, it is. Just they just they just carry plot that plot. Points. Yeah. Point for point for point. We're just gonna um, make as many Dunstan checks in references as we possibly can <laughs> on every show. <laughs> Um, I probably the building. The building was my favorite. Yeah. Oh, your buildings aren't alive. <laughs> um, that that was pretty great. Uh, I love. I uh, love yeah. The so I. <laughs> yeah. I have holes. He's <laughs> just like th- shreds that one guy. He's like, oh my god. How? I didn't know he do that. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know he could do that. All right. Uh, let's get to the star of the show. In my opinion, let's talk oh, about yeah. Kang. First of all, I got to say, I thought Jonathan Majors was absolutely fucking incredible. Oh, yeah. He, he was good in Loki. He just chewed scenery. Like, you just focus on him so naturally. And then in this, every time he's on screen, like, I I didn't realize it until later on, but I had this giant, dumb, shit-eating grin on my face because I was just so happy that he was there and he was so charismatic and like there's there's layers and mystery and all that kind of stuff around him 
uh, and it's one of my favorite comic book characters, especially villains. So I'm I'm really happy uh, that we got such an incredible actor playing such an iconic villain in my opinion. for being the main focus of this next few phases of the marvel universe like they picked an amazing person to do it because right. he is going to steal the show every single time he's in any one of these movies and, and from what uh some of the reporting i've seen it seems like he's going to be around a lot which and is I, good i think that's a good thing it's not like thanos where it's like oh, well, the less Thanos we have, the better, because it makes him scarier. I think the more Kang we have, the scarier it makes him. Yeah, Yeah. especially because they had like 10 years to build up Thanos. They're trying to rush Kang quickly, so you need to see more of him. Plus, that's kind of his whole thing. He's a conqueror. Right. He's more threatening when you see him. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's... That's going to be like nightmare fuel for like for for pretty much everyone. I think there there has to be almost like a, a Kang encounter for like every person. Right. Um. It's that's going to be interesting. I don't know. <sighs> I mean, you know, Jonathan Majors obviously is amazing. Um. Pff, nothing you haven't said already, but like. I, I just hope it doesn't become oversaturated and w- and we become like, ah, okay, all right, there's there's Kang again, you know, I I hope it doesn't happen. I don't think it will. Um, I just I, I just hope they they have unique takes for for every single person they throw at him. Right. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. I don't want there to be anything retreaded. Well, see, that's the thing. That's the beauty of this, right? Kang is multiversal at his core. So every Kang experience that anyone has with him can be vastly different. Like you can get regular Conqueror Kang. You can get Ramatut Kang. You can get Immortus Kang. And then you can get any one of the variants that you saw in that one thing in the post credit scene, which we'll talk about shortly. But like you, you have so many different pieces of potential for anyone to have experiences with Kang and they can all be wildly different and insanely terrifying for each individual hero in different ways. He's mm-hmm. like the conqueror was talking about how he had already murdered so many different Avengers. The like, one with the hammer. <laughs> you the one with the hammer. Yeah. I, I, oh, by the way, I don't think that's a throwaway line. I think we might get Kang killing Thor in in the mcu which um uh, at this point might not be a bad thing especially yeah. the last movie yeah Probably not a bad thing um let, let's give chris hemsworth an out it makes kang more formidable i feel like it, it's it's natural and makes sense yeah i felt like um kang's the way they set up kang's story in here especially his uh, interaction with uh janet was was awesome like they built like a friendship and and then she realized oh this dude like she got to see the inside of his mind and was Mm -hmm. like oh i can't let him leave and i want to leave more than anything else right now but if it means letting him out uh -uh. (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah all all those scenes where it was just the two of them um i honestly think they were like the strongest i agree i agree just like you you just you wanted to hear every word yeah it was it was good writing in those scenes and good performances in those scenes um Mm -hmm. which i think is necessary i think we need more of that in in mc movies going forward um 
I felt like he was he was just intimidating the entire time through when he was talking to Scott, when he's holding Cassie like captive, he like just pushed his power everywhere all over and just made sure that everybody knew he was a formidable force until he got sloppy towards the end, which didn't really make sense for me. Um, right. Trying to get out and then didn't get out fast enough. Right, and then next thing you know, his his way out's destroyed, and he gets. I don't. I'm not convinced that that Kang is dead. Cause just well, cause, the other Kangs on the council seem to think he was right, but that's again, no body, <laughs> like no body, no evidence of a body being. Well, I mean, would there have been a body after being vaporized into the core of his? machine but what was he actually vaporized like i don't i don't well, know i don't know it's possible well, what we have to gain what we have to gain by keeping him around there's so many others remember like especially the end of the movie with scott like the self-narration oh he's yeah, like, oh, yeah he's yeah. dead right he he's dead right yeah yeah there's no, there's no way i didn't just doom everyone in the universe right right <laughs> in the multiverse right the fun thing there is Everything that happens in this saga is now Scott Lang's fault. Yep. Completely his fault. So Wow, yeah, if, he saved he saved the world and now he doomed it. Right. And I love that. I, I actually oh. I, I, that was one of the first things I noted when I was taking notes as the as the credits were rolling. I was like, he he fucked us all. Like so we're any any pain that we get over the next uh three phases of, of the uh the MCU is all Scott's fault. I love it. But was it really? No, it was really Cassie's fault. No, because remember, if if Scott had helped Kang, er, our Earth, our multiverse here would have been spared. He would have gone after everybody else and then left this one be. Yeah, but he wouldn't have been there if it wasn't for Cassie. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. it's it's really it's really all Cassie's it's fault. It's the Lang family's fault. Yeah, let's just let's just do <laughs> that. It's Definitely. both their faults. Well, look, Scott, Scott, Cassie wouldn't exist Scott's without Scott. Shit, so man. He, didn't, he didn't Scott's build that fault. thing. He didn't build that. Yeah, Cassie built it. Cassie wouldn't exist without Scott. Well, I Scott's mean, fault. if you're going to extend oh, that, okay. then it's, it's also Hope and Hank's fault because they helped Cassie build it. Yeah. Who would eh. be involved if not for Scott? It's all I Scott's fault. The, it's all Scott's I think the only one that doesn't have any blame here was janet <laughs> right except she did her part to keep him in there <laughs> uh yeah really what it comes down to is just some people did drink their kang tang and some people didn't drink their kang tang and uh tang. look who's responsible you know that's that's what i'll say about that uh all right uh post credits real quick uh yeah. so we get a look at rama tut we get a look at immortus and then that litany of other kangs um, what do you guys think of that? I, I mean, I mean, I know again, I have a little more, uh, experience with Kang and his variants than you guys, uh, which ex- why I was so excited, but how did that make you feel seeing what this Kang single Kang on his own was capable of? I'm just curious to see what they do moving forward. You have this possibility of infinite multiversal versions of this character, what do you do with it? I want to see what they do with it. Yeah. And seeing all those variants at the council there at the end just made me think, okay, well, 
you have this opportunity to create all these unique stories for each of these different people with a unique version of Kang. And we get to see Jonathan Majors like play all those different variants. And we know that he has range and he can do stuff like that. So I'm curious to see what he does too. Sam, any thoughts eh, on, on the um, gang of Kang? <laughs> not really. Honestly, I was a little bit underwhelmed. I was it not like, I don't know, it was cool, but not unexpected because it's like, all right, I know there's like a, a billion of you. Right. So... I don't know. It seemed it seemed more not a gimmick. I just I just wasn't impressed. I wasn't impressed. Yeah. So for for me, like the comic fan, it was all about seeing Immortus and Ramatut, knowing how how pivotal those two uh, Kang variants are to the legacy of Kang. It was I've said Kang a lot on this episode, and I'm not stopping anytime <laughs> soon. Uh, like just knowing how important they are to the story of Kang, it was like, all right, yeah, we're gonna do this right. Uh, and then the the other one with Loki uh, seeing Kang with uh, Mobius. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. I was I was sitting here trying to think like what was the other post credit scene. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, and he's no, oh, and he was nervous. Right. Well, that was that was the that was the thing about that post credit scene. Like again, under I, I just I don't know. It, <laughs> no, it didn't. It didn't really grab me, except for the acting of Tom Hiddleston, because wow. he just, yeah, <laughs> Tom Hiddleston just completely sells it, like the the fear, you right. know. So that's that's what was great about that. But uh, okay, so let's quickly talk about any other lingering thoughts that you guys had on the movie. Uh, VFX. Anyone want to touch on any of that stuff? I were fine. I mean, except for Modoc, they were fine. I I thought at times it was actually very good, bordering on great. Uh, but then other times it was lazy, like when when uh, I almost said Catwoman, <laughs> when Michelle Pfeiffer <laughs> reaches up to pet that one thing, like I was like, ah, it looks bad. It looks bad. You can tell they're standing. Like I know they're standing in front of a green screen, but like. It should be seamless, especially with all the money that Disney has, and it just looked not great. But then other times, I thought it looked it looked really, really good with some of the uh, the different uh, realm aliens and stuff like that. I thought some some of them looked really, really awesome. Uh, I was doing some reading about the VFX, and apparently there was a bunch cut from the movie because they couldn't afford to do the VFX as well as they needed to because most of Marvel's VFX budget went towards Black Panther. Hmm. Um so they 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 cut a lot of corners for VFX for for Ant-Man. They should have um, gotten sponsored by Kang Tang. They, they should have. Yes. Use the sponsorship money. That's what it's there for. And there's always money in the banana stand. Okay? There's always money in the banana stand. If you need money for VFX, Marvel, there's always money in the banana stand. Just saying, a little, so, product, little product placement goes a long way. Yeah. Um, so, but, you know, despite people giving, giving that shit, I, I really didn't think it was awful. 
It didn't take me out of the movie. Some people were saying, like... Um, <laughs> Modoc yeah, took me out of the movie. Mo- Modoc took <laughs> me out. Yeah for, yeah, for sure. I was wrong. Um, but people were saying, like, oh, yeah, not being in San Francisco, like, totally detracted from the whole Ant-Man, like, vibe of the last two movies. I'm like... Listen, you have a movie, it's called Quantum Mania. Right. Like, you you know, going into it, they're going to be going into the quantum realm. So, you know, set your expectations accordingly. You're not going to be <laughs> right. in San Francisco. Um, so, sorry about that. Uh, but, you know, it, it wasn't bad. It, I, I thought it looked pretty sweet. Uh, I, I did like that it quickly got into the quantum realm and they didn't waste a lot of time there. Um, yeah. Uh, in in the real world, uh, it was like, all right, let's let's get to the weird stuff, and they did. They got the weird <laughs> stuff pretty quick. Um, and then the only other thought that I think I had uh, is echoing one of Jesse's uh, earlier points: um, the setting Kang up this early as a real player in the phase in 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 the first phase of this multiverse saga, uh, I think, is a big deal. So. Good move. Amen. Good move. Uh, yeah, okay. I don't think I, I, don't th- I don't think I have anything else. Uh, scores, real quick, out of five. Hmm. 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 I'd All probably right. go like three. No, gonna no, go I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two and a half. I'm gonna give it a three, just because I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It was kind of there. Yeah, I mean. Eh. I thought, see, I was going to go like a 275, but then I thought about Jonathan Majors and that bumped me up to 325. Because mm. mm. he was, okay. he, he just, he, it was so good that I came home and started watching Lovecraft Country, which, by the way, Jesse, if you haven't watched, <laughs> I watched like half of that season and then just stopped for some reason. I don't know why, okay. but I've been to get back to it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably going to wrap that in the next like week or so. But uh, like some of the monsters in that are like probably up your alley, right? Right up your alley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. Anybody, anything yeah. else? All right. Well, uh, everybody, <laughs> thank you to our sponsor, Kang Tang. If you have not picked up Kang Tang, you can at your local <laughs> grocery store, uh, Acme Supermarkets, Giant, wherever you go to get your food. Kang Tang is there to get you through your morning, hopping through dimensions whatever you need to do kang tang is there um besides that everybody thank you so much for listening uh, until next time my name is sam i'm mike and i'm jesse all right everybody stay twisted and uh check out dunstan checks in <laughs> <laughs>